Welcome to Spoilers Only Please. This is Riley Bradford, and I'm here with Tyler Chavez and Tate Beckerer. And today we're going to discuss my favorite film of 2018 thus far, Love, Simon. She told Aww. me. She told me that the main guy reminded me, or reminded her of me. And I was oh, like, okay. Did, did <laughs> she you was like, but the looks, and I was like, <laughs> no, I you guys don't look similar at I, all. I, I don't. I don't really I see think, it. I wonder if our viewers at home do, but then I remember that this is a podcast. I think your. I think your mom. <laughs> our viewers at home, our listeners. Anyway, your mom was trying to say. Anyways, that. Remember, um, Tate, this is a safe space. We yeah, can get into it for those of you who don't know, because you live under a rock. Love, Simon is a movie about a gay teen dealing with what it means to be gay in 2018, what it means to be in the closet, um, what it means to come out to your friends, what it means to be in high school, what it means to fall in love. A lot of things. So we'll get to this later, but definitely an important movie. There was a lot of buzz when the trailer first came out, obviously for what it's talking about and the characters it has. Uh, it's been really well received so far. Um, hasn't been like, you know... A financial darling, but this movie, I, I can, it was probably made on a pretty low budget, especially mm -hmm. considering the directors and writers they have. Uh, it's directed by Greg Berlanti. He's done a lot of, him and the writers have all done a lot of TV shows. A lot um, of CW, a lot yeah, of. Yeah, Greg has done a lot of um, the Marvel anime, the Marvel shows. Is, with, it's the DV, DC shows. Or no, right? yeah, he's yeah. done a lot of the Berlanti's DC shows, the DC. so. Not only a huge jump for them going from TV to uh, film, but a huge jump going from superhero shows to a slice-of-life film about coming out and being comfortable with identity. Even some of the actors are from uh, the DC Universe shows. Um, Keenan... Keenan Lonsdale, he's from some he's of the... Kid Flash, I think. Yeah, which yeah. makes a lot of sense when you see him. So yeah. a huge jump for a lot of these actors and a lot of these writers and directors. I say one that worked. Mm -hmm. And definitely a move Berlanti wanted to make as a gay man and as someone surrounded by, if you see sort of that community of the CW and of Keenan Lonsdale, Colton Haynes, you just have a lot of people that have recently come out as gay or bisexual or lesbian. Um... Did and you all know it was based off a book? I yes. Yeah, it okay, is based it is. off. Okay. That's an important Did detail. That. It's based off of a book, Simon versus the Homo Sapien Agenda, mm -hmm. Yeah. which I have not read. I um, also have not read. I imagine it's very popular on the young adult novel circuit now. Um, I've been off that circuit ever since the Percy Jackson series. <laughs> so Off that circuit. More Hunger Games, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah Hunger yeah, Games. Hunger yeah, Games, yeah. Games, yeah. Just just for me. Um, so getting into the film, the conflict really emerges when... So, uh, so Simon finds that another kid at his school is gay via one of those anonymous messaging apps, which I feel like yeah. was relatable for us because yeah. we had those. Yeah. Those because existed. When I first saw that, I was like, that's not real. Like, there's no, like, blogs for yeah, anonymous, anonymous school posting. Post, but yeah. then I was like, no, that totally is real. Mm -hmm. There are completely anonymous Instagram accounts and apps for high schools that are yes. pretty problematic. Yeah, so he's messaging an unknown character named whose username on the website is Blue. Um, about how they're both gay and sort of talking about the struggles while both remaining anonymous. And then a character by the name of Martin. Martin. Martin really... finds the chats, takes <laughs> pictures, and blackmails Simon that if he doesn't help him hit on Simon's friend, 
Simon will be outed, and so will his friend. Yeah, that, right. they really make you not like this guy. Oh, yeah. I hate him. He's, he's the worst. He's um, he, he's interesting because he, he's not a bad person in the traditional sense. Like he's doing this for his own selfish reasons that he thinks is entirely right. Um, he's kind of like that the that nice guy, you know, mm-hmm. which I think is a very different part to show in uh, in media because we're used to bad bad dudes and media being like obviously bad martin's just kind of annoying mm-hmm. and i think the movie does a good job of sort of like with that him being what you would perceive as a nice guy yeah. this is a movie subtly blasting what is really a heteronormative plot device of like look at this nice guy like look but like look at how he's actually treating a woman look at how he's actually treating those around him mm-hmm. and like you could spin it so you go like it's love but no the movie's saying that's not love you guys have got it wrong, so why are you telling us how to be? Which is a really, I think, it's a very subtle part of the film, but I think it's definitely there, and I think it definitely resonates with a lot of audiences. Yeah, for sure. he does this huge thing, Martin does this huge thing with uh, one of Simon's friends, Abby, where he like publicly confesses her his love for her at the homecoming football game oh, and wow, like that was so in 80s and 90s movies that'd be like the peak and mm-hmm. she would say yes and go into his arms and Abby's like I just see you as like a good friend yeah and the John Hughes influence the John Hughes the director of a lot yeah. of those 80s and 90s films is undoubtedly there but I think the movie does a great job of like addressing the problems with John yeah. Hughes and also saying like hey this is like if John Hughes wrote a movie for a gay kid and you know I think one really cool part about this movie was like how we are introduced to the main character Simon. Yes. Um, especially like his family. You know, he's just like kind of like the everyday kid. Uh, kind of the, I would real... say the idealistic middle class. Yeah, yeah, that was that was like the only problem I had with this movie was the family. Like they just seemed too perfect. Everything. But, like that's not where yeah. the conflict was. Yeah. So I get that. Like and I, I get also, why they did that. I also get them painting sort of a twenty eighteen yeah. family. They the, the, there are definitely families that are not accepting. There, it, it's growing. Acceptance is growing, and families like that yeah. are becoming more in the mainstream and more yeah. a normal that we can. And discuss. they had so they had Jennifer Garner as the mom who was like. The really, like, I know something's going on, but, like, I don't want to say it in case I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And then they had Josh Duhamel as the dad, who's, like, a real masculine guy. And then, Kind like, of. Her, his wife, his wife kind of says, like, oh, he's not, you know. He's a softy, too. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, a softy. He is, but, like. Yeah, he no, was, like, he tries. He's, like, doing construction. He doesn't yeah. know how to do that video yeah. editing software. Yeah. He really like tries that. to be, like, And he has the best the line in the dad. <laughs> he, his son, well, we'll. No, we, we spoil things all the time. Yeah, um, the podcast. At, at the point after Simon comes out to his parents, which I definitely want to discuss that scene as well, um, Simon, his dad talks to them and sort of gives a talk uh, where he's just like, hey, I'm sorry if I ever said anything. I'm sorry about the jokes about hypermasculinity and jokes about like, ah, oh, you got to get a girlfriend and all that. And he like apologizes. And then like they're walking inside and his dad, he goes, Want to get grinder together? Oh yeah! Isn't that like gay Facebook? And I died laughing that was so in funny. the theater, especially because it was a great tension breaker for like mm-hmm. really an emotional scene. Because that third act, the beginning of the third act, just carries you. Cr- yeah. Tears wise. I yeah. I have that's a good transition because I think the movie dialogue 
wise was written very well mm-hmm. um yeah. it's very easy for high school movies to really date themselves in lingo um heathers kind of does this mm-hmm. movies like juno really do it but this movie like i can see it aging very well from a dialogue perspective and i was very worried going into this movie because this movie got so much hype and buzz around its premise and that's great but i was worried that there were going to be a lot of just like just small things that just as a movie it doesn't do well but it does it's just not a good story it's a good movie i was very Mm -hmm. worried a lot of people were just going to give it a free pass on a lot of the small things but it's a good film it's enjoyable it's funny it's emotional yeah it's mm-hmm. pretty like i didn't like cry but like it's it's definitely sad and yeah. you see stuff like this happen and i think one really cool thing about this is it wasn't exactly like a like it was about a gay kid in high school falling in love but it did it, it, it wasn't like a love falling in love story it was right i think more of a coming out story mm-hmm. but yes. not but and then there was that one scene with the kid who outed him and he was like he got really emotional simon did and he was like you can't, you like took yeah. like something took really something important from me. from me. Like coming out was like my decision. And like when I do that was my decision and you took that from me. And like, you know, he's a pretty, pretty good kid about that though. Like he doesn't get mad about that besides that one part. Yeah, no, he's really understanding. Mm-hmm. And I, that was something like he feel, it feels almost like he's just like, I get why you do it, but it means something to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the way the film addressed coming out with the beginning and the end, I thought was cool. Cause the beginning Simon has this great bit where he's just like, I know my family's going to accept me. I know my friends are going to accept me. I'm just not ready. Like, I just want to live in the world in which I'm straight. Like, we live in that world for mm-hmm. a little bit longer, which, having had so many conversations, is, feels very accurate to LGBTQ people. Um, but also, you have this thing towards the end of the film where he, when he finally comes out, he realizes that, yeah, that was a legitimate thought for him to have. But at the same time, that was just, that was a block. It was still a block. It was still him holding on to something that didn't exist. And his mom has this line when she comes out, when he, she doesn't come out, when he, <laughs> after he comes out to her, she says, for the past few years, you've been holding your breath and you're finally being able to breathe now. Just take a breath, Simon. And that is just so beautiful. And it like has these two messages right there of like, yeah, sometimes gay kids aren't ready. Sometimes they still want to hold on to it. But also saying, once you are ready, it's going to be so good and it's going to be so free and it's going to be so liberating and so honest. I think that's a, an interesting point when Simon says, like, I know my friends and family will accept me because we as a society are moving towards acceptance. We still have, like, a long way to go. But um, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, like, I mentioned this of Simon's family, how they seem almost, like, too perfect. And originally I had a problem with this because I was like, everything seems too clean to uh, suburban America. But then I realized that, like, those stories need to be told. Because for as many stories as we see about non-accepting families and LGBTQ youth that are going through hard times, there are also hard times for the people that are in more quote-unquote accepting or Mm -hmm. open environments because it's still it's a matter of identity and that's something that can't come easily to anyone so Mm -hmm. i think it's important for those kids who are dealing with a similar issue to be able to see a character that's in a space like them that's in a a neighborhood like them go through something like that because it's it's just that reassurance of representation Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and another thing that we didn't touch on yet was the really big plot point of when he got outed, his friends all realized that 
like his his direct friend group realized that he had been manipulating them for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, he had to kind of push some buttons around and tell the girl that he kind of knew liked him. Not really though. Like they they had been friends since childhood. Leah was the character. Um, he he told her that uh, his friend who liked a different girl in their friend group that uh, he liked her. So then she tried to go out with him, and it was just mm-hmm. this big mess and all this confusion and hurt that he caused. But that was just to like save himself from yeah being the center of attention. And then once he was outed, a lot of some people I saw had problems with this that his friend group kind of abandoned him in like basically the probably his most important moment in high school was when he was, you know, non intentionally outed. Yeah. And I, I think that the, his friend group's reaction was was warranted, but also like the fact yeah. that he got no support from them was really mm-hmm. there was an, an interesting, interesting choice. There was an interesting thing where they said like here's like this huge problem for him which is being outed and then they're like here's all these high school problems and that was one maybe problematic element was that they elevated the high school problems of like oh my gosh I thought he liked me but he doesn't like me mm-hmm. to like this major moment of someone coming to terms with their identity and sharing it with the world and having that forced yeah. upon them because like they don't leave Simon because he's out they mm-hmm. abandon him because like I think Abby kind of sums it up she was like I'm not a piece of me because Simon's kind of pushing his friends around, mainly his female friend, yeah. to get set up with someone, which that is like... That was the character that Martin wanted. The yeah. guy who yeah. manipulated Simon, he, yeah. he had to therefore manipulate Abby into liking him or whoever. And so, it's good to portray Simon as a flawed character, I think. Yeah, because you do have that thought that, like, you know, I can understand why Simon's friends would be so upset, especially his female friends, because they get pushed around and their emotions and like hearts get played with but at the same time he's not doing this because he's choosing to he's doing this because someone is blackmailing him to uh, to reveal a secret that he holds very dear and that matters a lot to him Mm -hmm. yeah um something i enjoyed about this movie is i have a little habit i came from a very um conservative Christian school, so I know of a website called PluggedIn.com, which is brought to you by Focus on the Family, an extremist fundamentalist website. Um, and sponsored? It is, yeah, not sponsored exactly, <laughs> but um, I always like looking at the reviews of LGBTQ films because they're a passion of mine, and um, seeing things that don't really understand them are also passionate, so for Call Me By Your Name, you know, you have all this speech of like, it's a hodgepodge, we don't like it, ah, ah, what? But it was funny to see Love, Simon, because I think Love, Simon did something that other LGBTQ movies haven't been able to do in that you had this extremist website that is the definition of fundamentalist, definition of, you know, one man, one woman, marriage right. under God forever. Um, Adam and Eve, that, not Adam and Steve. Yeah, that literally in a website. <laughs> um, but you had their review, and even they, they were just like, these are good parents. Yeah. They were like, these are good parents. Like, what do you, we don't like what they said at the end, but, like, they're good parents, and they did the whole loving thing. And I thought it did it in such a subtler way that it was... I think a community that's been oppressed for so long and has had a lot of films that have meant a lot and been very important, but it was the first time that we sort of, like Simon, that community was able to breathe and just say, here's a picture of it. Here's a picture of it. And I think even the most opposed people had to see it and go, okay, now I empathize with you a little bit. Okay, now I see where you're coming from. And I think another very important thing about Simon as a character is that Simon is traditionally masculine Mm -hmm. he's not Mm -hmm. overtly like traditionally 
gay in the stereotypical way. Well, they, they do. They, they do have give that character. They have a yeah. character, oh, Ethan, oh. who's yes. been out and who is like the traditional flamboyant gay stereotype. So it's an interesting contradiction because there are definitely a lot of LGBTQ youth who do not fit into the stereotypical mold. Yeah. So seeing a guy, especially for young gay males, I would think seeing a guy like Simon just be kind of another dude like he's not shy because he's had he has this secret he's just kind of a shy quiet dude mm -hmm. um i think that was a very good direction to go with i was gonna build something else with that but it just completely lost my train of thought <laughs> well you get it i do want to say there's one bit of disappointment with me and i love the ending i love the ending that it is um it turns out to be keelan lonsdale's character a person who came out as bisexual while filming the movie Another beautiful thing. Oh, that's interesting. But um, mm. I wish his character, because you have this, you he Simon thinks his character is blue for a while, then he sees him making out with a girl, and then he's like, oh, it can't be blue. Oh, um, yes. And then, the and then Keenan Lonsdale is just like, hey, no, like immediately after that, I like went to go throw up or something or whatever, yeah. like something. It was a funny joke. But at the same time, I wish they had made a, the character bisexual. I wish that we were at that point where they could have said, yeah, this is a bisexual character. Like, I thought there was great representation for yeah, gay you, people. You're saying they had an opportunity to do something they didn't. They had an opportunity to make a bisexual character, and because bisexuals really do make up the majority of the LGBTQIA community, I, all the letters, got yeah. You got them. Um, I think you, yeah. Yeah, because they make up a majority of that community, I would have loved to see some representation there as opposed to what, like, you could have predicted where you could have gone like, oh, it could be him. He could have just done that. He's just like Simon. But no, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to change the subject. But. You, you are welcome to change the well, subject. Well, um, I was going to say, in terms of high school life, I think this movie really nailed modern high school life. Yes, I, don't think, mm -hmm. I wanted to not touch a, on this. Not a lot of movies that have done this recently. You know, you had like, I don't know why Percy Jackson's coming to mind, but because I was, mentioned it earlier, that was a high school movie. But um, no, it wasn't. That wasn't even yeah. a good movie. No, it wasn't. one day I want to um, talk about the horrible Percy Jackson movie. The <laughs> Off-Broadway musical is way better. There's oh, no it's way that. better. It's, this is a conversation for a different day. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, I think they they did it with like really well with like, you know, people just being mean for no reason. That happens. Um, cheesy like promposal kind of things where yeah. he like admits his love for her or whatever. And then um they had Tony Hale um from Arrested Development and Veep uh as so he was good. the vice principal favorite character the comic relief guy. He was just like so cringy though. He was like the cringy teacher that's just like, "Hey, you can fit in with me." Like the day, the day after Simon is outed, he goes to school just you know trying to act like everything's normal and everyone's looking at him and then you just see him waiting uh, right inside of the building with like a, a rainbow game, flag, yeah, a rainbow flag, flag pin on his he, jacket, and he's like, he's like, I'm here, but it's like I totally understand. And then he like has that little moment where he's like, but but I don't feel that way. I'm not, no, he, I'm not. Gay. He has this great moment where earlier in the film, the vice principal told Simon. Oh, you know, like I see a lot of myself like in you. Like you remind me of myself. So then later once Simon's out and he sees the vice principal again, he's like, When when I said you remind me a lot of myself, I, I didn't mean the gay part. But that's okay, but like I didn't mean the, the gay part. It was part. so funny. Oh my the god. The movie is very funny. I, the dialogue feels very real. Mm -hmm. The people feel real. Which is weird, because the writers coming from CW D C shows, I, I, I couldn't I, I well, had to stop watching the Flash. These letters are also it was just the, the dialogue was just not. It's I mean it's not good. It's a, yeah, it's, the it's a the shows show. are fun if you like <laughs> yeah. the fun, but like they're not like masterpieces. Not, not at all. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, the writers are coming from shows like Supergirl, The Flash, Arrow. Um, also, fun part about Love, Simon, we have yet another movie with public high school theater, which means a lot to me coming from public high school theater. Yeah, we shot, we, well, Lady Bird was private high school theater, but... Private, private, hi, private high school <laughs> theater right over here. I just <laughs> loved how, like, no matter, no matter if it's a private high school or a public high school, the theater program's still just, like, kind of dysfunctional, and it's so, I, I just appreciate Didn't it. Didn't they... What, what, uh, they did cabaret. They did cabaret. And there's that kid that he thinks is blue for a second. And I remember like watching the movie and well, I was like, I was like, that kid didn't turn out to be blue. And maybe I'm stirred. But, I'm, okay. <laughs> there was just, yeah, okay. He goes through this whole part in the movie where he's just like, it might be this guy. It might be this guy. It, it might, might be, be this the kid. Guy. And that's Waffle so fun. Like the, yeah. the hypotheticals he explores with it. The kid from Waffle House. So one thing that's... Oh, really that was devastating because I was like, oh, oh that's yeah. for sure. Like that seemed like the flirty thing that a guy would do. And then all of a sudden he's just like, where's your friend? And I'm just like, what? No, yeah. not you. One thing that's really good is that um, as Simon goes through his, his suspect list of yeah. who Blue is... When Blue is responding to an email, they change it to who Simon thinks Blue is. So oh, it changes yes. from... Because it shows you the who he thinks it is typing on the computer right. back to him. Yeah, and I, I think that's just a smart little detail. Not, it's all from it's his point smart, of view. That's, nice. that's yeah. why they did the whole movie from his point of view, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd, yeah. I'd love to talk about... I'm remembering a scene now that's a very small... Or it's at the pivotal moment of the film, but it's not like at the highlighted part. And it's Simon, um, he sees on his computer that Martin has outed him. Um, he has his, uh, the movie gives him a few moments of desperation, and then his little sister comes in. Oh, this part made me so sad. That broke me, because his little sister, I mean, this is a girl that, for all reasons we see later in the movie, is accepting, but she's still hurt because she didn't know, because he didn't tell her, and to her, it's just her brother is now out to everyone else. And she found out through the internet. She found Which is out kind of weird, because, you know, his parents didn't know until... Mm-hmm. You want yeah. to talk about that too. Yeah, his parents didn't know until Christmas, Christmas which is another great scene because you have the mom is a therapist. She knows what to do, which is like she has an advantage over a lot of parents in that situation and that she knows how to properly address it. And the dad plays this clueless role. Wait, I had the lines drawn up. He's just he's just dumbfounded. He's, he's just sitting yeah, on the couch he like, oh, and then he just walked out of the room. Like he doesn't know... It's very tough. It's it, it's very hard does because he, he doesn't like outwardly reject it, but at the same time, his just like his inability to really comprehend it um, hurts, and I think that's very real because I think a lot of people will always say like, "Oh, I'm very accepting of gay people and bi people," but there's always the the telling moment when someone they know actually comes mm-hmm. out because you can be very accepting, but when it's someone you know for whatever reason you see a lot of people reject it at first. Yeah. Because I think it's that idea of your established mm-hmm. notion of this person, and that's what yeah. Simon wants to avoid. He has this great moment where he's just like, I'll just stay in the closet and then go to school in Los Angeles and be super gay. <laughs> yeah, and it's this, super, yeah. it's this super funny moment where he goes to a college building and they're playing... Uh, uh, I want to be with somebody, somebody to love. Yeah, yeah somebody and everyone's to love. in Rainbow and they're Brothers. all dancing. It's so funny. I think, um, I think him and his dad show a really cool thing. Like you were saying, that sort of like his dad represents the part of society that says, "Yes, I'm accepting, but I still think that heterosexuality means hypermasculinity. I still think all these that I carry with me, these things where um, masculinity and sexuality are tied together." 
So then you see his dad, his reaction is, Simon comes out as gay, he goes like, which one of your old girlfriends turned you? Was it the yeah. one with the big eyebrow and stuff like that? And then like going into like, oh, what does this mean for our relationship? And then later he's, he's able to reconcile it. But I think Berlanti and the writers right there were trying to say like, hey, you can say you're accepting and you can actually be accepting, but you still have to be willing to grow and admit that you don't know what's happening here. There's a great moment when Simon comes out and like he goes back to school and one of his ex-girlfriends come, oh, <laughs> comes right. up to him and goes like, so did you did you date me because I looked like a guy? And then Simon goes, no, I broke up with you because you don't look like a guy. And she just goes like, oh, okay. And yeah. that was just like, I loved that moment. It was yeah. funny. I think uh, uh, you were talking about how like when people come out people don't know how to react there's mm -hmm. the part uh, so alexandra ship's character abby is kind of new to the school it's senior, yes. it's senior year for simon and his friend group and she had just transferred in and uh abby's abby the character was um like drove simon home one night and he just decided to tell her mm -hmm. that he was gay before the whole outing process and all that stuff happened um and i think it was interesting because she was just like okay like cool, and then yeah. and then she proceeded, you know, to help him because they. I don't think they wanted Simon to go through that before the whole Martin part. Um, they didn't Henry. want him to be completely alone while yeah. looking out for who Blue was to find out who he was talking to. So she was trying to. She was like, "Oh yeah, it might be that guy." Because mm -hmm. so I think that was kind of cool too, how they had him come out to a friend and too. have an ally, uh, yeah. a relatively new friend. Because then you contrast that with Leah, who. Spoiler, it turns out to be, oh, in what? love with Simon? Yeah. What? I had issues with that because I thought it was just kind of unnecessary, very high school-y, but it makes sense for, like, what they're talking yeah. about. And she's she's able to move past it and, like, she accepts very Simon. Quickly. Very quickly. I thought that was kind yeah, of odd. It was, like, it was like a week. And then she's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm willing, I'm but, willing to meet the new Simon. And it's she talks funny. about, like, killing the old Simon. But I was like, that was a drastic way to word it but i kind of get why honestly i want to say that like that was the first time and i've this has been sort of a this like topic is something that like I, my life is very focused on um just like in my work i found like that moment was actually something that i was surprised that they said but i was like finally someone says that because there is that element to coming out there is there's num numerous psychological studies show that when someone comes out to you and when you come out to yourself, which this movie did a great job of depicting that the hardest part for an LGBTQ person isn't coming out to other people, it's admitting to, that, to themselves and dealing with the repercussions before they can tell people. Um, but what that did, wait, I'm losing my train of thought. We were talking oh, about Riley. psychological studies. The psychological studies about killing, yeah, um, yeah. There's a mourning process to it. There's a mourning of the the self you knew that was different, the self society has told you to be, and even when someone comes out to you, you have to mourn you, that you had a misconception of them. But you're mourning with the hope that there is a better, truer, more authentic version of them that is alive and really does exist, and that you now get to know. But you do have to mourn that. And I think another great piece of LGBTQIA media is Transparent, um, a show that there's issues now right with now Jeffrey Tambor, but the writers do, do do a great job of depicting sort of you have the father who comes out as trans to his children, and then in season three, where his son is talking with his stepdad because the mom remarried, and um, 
he goes, you never mourned your father. His father was obviously a woman all along, but you never mourned the idea, the idea of your father that you had. You have to mourn that. You have to let that go and you have to deal with that. And not dealing with that only builds into homophobia or resentment or guilt. But if you... Or what? Or guilt. Guilt. I can't say guilt, guilt today. What? Um, or guilt. But you have to deal with that. And I think this movie did a really good job of like carrying some really heavy themes, but doing it in a lighthearted John Hughes way that made you yeah. laugh and smile and have a good time and made audiences not uncomfortable, which I think a lot of LGBTQ movies still do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's the movie starts with Simon. Like Simon knows he's gay, and it goes through the process of like him. He f- goes like flashbacks of like how he realized it. He had like nightly dreams of Daniel Radcliffe and oh, yeah. um, Brendan Urie from Panic at the Disco, which I just thought was funny because I was like, "Huh, I know Brendan Urie from <laughs> Panic at the Disco. Um, I'm hip with it." Like that's the thing. Like the movie didn't feel forced with its references. It felt very natural. I think the movie's gonna age pretty well. But going back to what I was saying, um, we don't have to see Simon's like awakening as a gay man we have to see we get to see his process of coming out with it and i think that's very different because you know compare that to call me by your name where it was the opposite we see the process of a young man realize that he's having a sexual awakening whereas love simon's like i'm already here i'm just figuring out what to do next yeah yeah um yeah so I'm, do you guys have anything else to talk about with this movie? I guess just I think I talked on touched on this earlier. This movie is super important to it's have so important. for LGBTQIA it's... youth. I'm very happy that they have a movie like this. I think in re- I'm very interested in high school based movies, and I think in the past, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Mean Girls kind of ruined high school movies because I think we went from the real direction to the exaggerated entertainment yeah. direction, and I think. We've kind of seen almost a return to form. I think uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower kind of did Love. it, but in a very indie, idealistic sense. I think Love, Simon is doing Lady it. Lady Bird 2. Yeah, Lady, Lady Bird 2. Sure. returning I, to form. I think Love's, and I'm very happy about that because high school is a very weird, weird time. And it's very important to have media and have movies that are talking about it and approaching topics based in high school in a very real way. So I'm super happy Love, Simon exists. Mm-hmm. And if anyone wonders or just wants to see more of the influence of this film, something that's great that I know I've done the past few weeks is you just look up the words Love, Simon on Twitter because you'll see so many stories of people saying, I saw this with whomever and came out to them afterwards, or I saw this and it inspired me to come out. And as always, um, there's resources, resources available for any listeners who are struggling with coming out. Um, the Human Rights Campaign has so many great resources. This is an endorsement of the Human Rights Campaign. <laughs> we were not endorsing Focus on the Family. They are evil. <laughs> Um, so I think that this movie is cool because 2018 has been a really cool year so far. Using yeah. that cool word a lot. Um, but for movies or in general? Well, in for, general, for, I would say yeah. it hasn't been. Well, no, no, no. no. For movies. Let's, for movies, for it's, movies been it's been a cool year. It's, it's been a cool year world. of representation. Because we, yeah, we had Black Panther for the yeah. African American community finally getting a modern superhero. Um, you know, in the modern sense, I'm not talking about Wesley Snipes' Blade. <laughs> uh, <laughs> trilogy. Um... But yeah, we have um, we have this one and Love Simon and 
I'm probably just blanking on. Oh, any there's other. so many coming. Yeah, out. there's there's a lot there's a lot of movies coming out. This we year. talked about this in the Oscars episode, just the idea of the like Hollywood shifting, and there does seem to be a change in whose stories are being told. Mm-hmm. Um, Love Simon's another example of it, and I'm very excited because um, I think you young adult novels are always going to be a good source for movies in terms of new stories to tell. I wouldn't be surprised if we see more novel. I'm sure there's tons tons of novels like Love Simon or. Simon versus the Homo Sapien agenda that exists and touch on similar topics. Yeah. So I think we'll see more of them in the future, and that's that's going to be a great thing. Undoubtedly. So this has been our episode on Love, Simon. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another movie, and we're excited to announce that when we do the podcast. But you'll see it on all our social media. Um, thank you again for listening. This is Riley Bradford. And Tyler Chavez. And Tate Becker. And this was Spoilers Only Please. Thank you very much.